Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Business from the Bass Boat with your host, Adam Deacon, on the Serious Angler Network, powered by X2 Power. That is in our top logo there, our new title sponsor. I don't know if uh, if you've missed that over the last month, but that is uh, actually what we're going to be talking about today is battery stuff. A little bit more from the business perspective, being that it is on Business from the Bass Boat and that is a, it's a big deal. I think so much of our fishing is reliant on properly working equipment. And if you don't have, if you have battery issues, it can cause a number of issues from you not getting back to the ramp, electronics, not working, trolling motor, not working so many things. And, um, I guarantee you'll have battery issues if you fish long enough. That's my thoughts on it. Unless you're running properly, uh, put together wiring and a quality quality battery. So I'm actually working on the boat right now, taking a little break from that to get Sean from X2 Power on, who uh, has been a little bit of a of a uh, a celebrity when it comes to the batter world and podcast stuff. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the Phoenix um, is is working great. Basically, all I'm doing I had a brake pad on my trailer brakes fall apart or the the pad itself the ceramic uh came off of the pad completely ruined an entire rotor luckily uh under warranty everything shipped me a brand new rotor and i just figured what the heck i'm gonna i'm gonna put it on myself as always it's like these things take way longer than you think so um but if you uh, have the tools and are capable you might as well do it because it's kind of also hard to just get to a shop or that kind of thing right now Anyways, without further ado, let's get Sean in here with X2 Power. What's going on, Sean? Hey, Adam. How you doing? Good, man. Good. It is hot in Colorado. It's like 95 it's degrees. Too. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know. We're in the middle, middle of summer. It's probably time for you to, to what? Go escape somewhere north? Isn't that where, where you guys kind of like to head when it gets uh, hot? That is. Cabin I, was, somewhere? I was actually just there last week. Oh, Yeah. Yep, we have a, a family cottage, uh, and my wife's family. That's about as far north Wisconsin as you can get. We're about ten minutes to the Michigan border in the UP. Wow! So we spent last uh, seven days up there with the kids, just my wife Courtney and I and the kids, and yeah, couldn't really do any towing of tubes or anything like that with the water temps up there. But got a little fishing in. It's still that cold. Uh, for the kids, I mean, it was, when we got up there, the water temps were you know mid mid sixties still. Okay. And uh, by the end of the week, they were low seventies. So once, you know, the kids, all they want to do is go sit on a sandbar when we're up there. So once we're, once that temp got up then we could at least go put them on a sandbar and they were happy to be in the water, but there was no tubing or no, none of that stuff. So that just means leaves more room for fishing, right? That's what it did. Yeah. I was hoping they'd be out on the boat with me, but not, that's no, pretty much no such luck. They wanted to either sit in the water like that or sit up by the cottage and run through the woods. Dang. Dang. Well, that's awesome. I, 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 is it pretty remote? I mean, are there other, a lot of other cottages and cabins? And there's that kind a, of on the lake, it's like a, it's I think a 600 acre lake. So nothing huge, but maybe there's, there's quite a few homes on it. But when it comes yeah. to actually the night we got up there, I was pretty, pretty shocked to see six or seven boats in the water. Learned that that was a spring muskie tournament or call it early summer muskie tournament was, uh, that was one of the 40 lakes you can go out on for it. So they were all muskie fishing. I was the only guy trying to find the smallmouth. And uh, yeah, the day after that, I think pretty much every day, besides maybe that time at dusk when everyone's going for walleye, I was the only boat on the water. That's awesome. Oh, that's cool. I love places like that. Um, I was a couple of weeks ago here. I was on Lake Oahe in South Dakota, and uh, you can get away from people there, man. It's the, the middle of nowhere. It's a giant lake, and you can, uh, you can escape pretty I, I like those remote areas. Yeah, we love it. It's we're fortunate to have it, and we're fortunate the kids love going up there. And we try to generally get up there two day, you know, two different weeks a year. Uh -huh. Just kind of get out early June or mid June rather, and then get you know it takes all the way till middle of August for it to get really warm up there. Okay. And we'll go middle middle of August, and that's when the kids can do all their water sports and all that stuff too. Gotcha, gotcha. Have you caught ever caught any big muskie in there? So I actually had uh, probably the biggest one I've ever had on the line this year. And it was, uh, I got out like six in the morning and the way the, the lake's designed, it's or the way it kind of sits is about call it 30 yards 
off the shore is around almost the entire darn lake is just reeds. Okay. From kind of, you know, from shore to call it four or five feet deep, it's reeds with the exception of a couple uh, rock bars. And I just came out of our opening, just throwing a swim jig with a trailer on it and felt the line hit and it was, you know, mid forties probably. Oh man. On the dang thing. And I obviously did not have the right tackle, you know, to do that, nor the right net to get it in. But it was pretty cool because I got it up to kind of up to the the boat, got a, video, a quick little video of it, you know, maybe eight yards off the boat, just floating. Yeah. And then that thing saw me and twisted its body and was gone. Yeah, dude. My um, only hope was to wear it down. And I quickly learned there was no way I was going to wear that thing down. <laughs> so next time, maybe put a put a emergency net in the boat just in case I get one of those. Heck yeah, dude. I uh, Let's see. I've caught a couple of muskie in my life and uh i think the one of them was on a swim jig in nebraska but same kind of deal i was going down a reed line and uh casting a swim jig and uh had a muskie it wasn't that big it was probably mid 30s um but uh oh man those things are crazy those toothy critters yeah i had one uh, a couple of years ago my kids were in the boat with us and fishing and i had a walleye off uh drop off and as i was pulling it up it got t-boned by a muskie no way I never obviously the hook was never in it, but as it, I had it on for probably three or four minutes trying to fight it, and it got to the point where it kind of came right under the back of the boat. We're yelling for my daughter Kennedy to get the camera to at least like get some evidence that it was there. Yeah, and right about the time she turned the camera on, all you see is the splash where it jumped out of the water, spit the spit the walleye out, and the look on Corbett and Kennedy's face, thinking that that's in the water. Was, was enough for them to be a little scared wow. you know, when they fell off the tube the next day. Yeah, dude, re, uh, a larger version of that. And if someone like if you can scroll way back on my Instagram, um, I was in Florida on a work trip one time tarpon fishing and I had a, a good sized tarpon on, you know, low 100 pound tarpon and a, a bull shark smoked it at the boat. Oof. I mean, just shredded it. And it was only on 40 pound braid. Uh, so it was light tackle, long fight, you know, those fishes wore out and then just out of nowhere, just takes off when it got close to the boat. And I was like, that is really moving. And the next thing you know, you see like, I mean, you see it all, you see it, yeah. uh, everything. I mean, just shredded it. It was wild. I did. You, I, uh, you just this wait. Year, for this year during spring break, we took our kids down to the keys oh, and nice. I, the very last, Weekday, I went out in the morning and did a, you know, fishing off wrecks, you know, with a with a guide down, guide service down there. Nice. And we had the same, we had the same thing. Just fish, you'd catch a fish, and all of a sudden your your line just goes, and we were fighting. We actually moved the spot because we couldn't get a fish in without a shark grabbing it. Dude, I yeah, they just say, and and this was uh, so this was uh, Boca Boca de Grand. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the famous bridge that's there, but or. Anyways, someone's probably going to correct me in the comments, but, uh, <laughs> there was a, uh, I mean, they just say there's so many sharks and those sharks are just so trained to sit under a boat and wait for someone to hook up with a tarpon. They just, they just yep. literally will just wait. They know, they know where to sit. They're not dumb. Mm-hmm. For sure. Exactly. Complete sidetrack, but I am curious just with X2 powder and X2 power and batteries at all. Do you guys target anything in the saltwater space? I mean, is that um, a completely so different deal? Or? we've. If you kind of look at everything we've done so far, you go on our socials, go on our website, it's obviously geared towards you know, freshwater and really towards bass. Um, mm-hmm. We've done a very little. We've got a, a individual out on the West Coast out of San Diego, uh, Dwayne Miller, who's a he's got multiple multiple boats and a guide service, great guy. Um, we power all of his boats and have kind of have him as a signed partner. Okay. But that's really all so far. I think we're, you're going to see us. Uh, do more in 2023 around that space, okay. uh, particularly given, um, you know, those boats have a little different battery demands than the, uh, you know, all the graphs. That's, you got yeah, that's that was kind of some of my questions. Yeah, just for and, starting, or are you saying also just for the amount of electronics? A little bit of both. Yeah, you know, definitely a little bit of both. It's different electronics and, and whatnot, but there's there is a need, and when you're sitting, you know, think about being in that boat, being way offshore. Mm. and having battery problems oh my yeah right? no, like you no, don't no. want to have that so we we've got uh 
we're already selling a ton into the salt space, particularly down you know off Florida. You know, kind of like areas you're talking about. You know, we've got a significant number of batteries plus stores down in that market that are selling them, mm-hmm. and we just haven't really call it. We're only in about eighteen or so of really advertising what we've we've had for a long time, and you got to kind of start. You almost have to start and stay focused in one spot without going move. like shotgun, right? Because we've like got. That. If you think about X2 with car, we've got a whole line of car batteries. You know, the question of when are you going to start doing stuff about you know, automobiles and trucks and whatnot? And every new little area you go into is an investment. So it either you find more to invest or you steal from something else. And I don't think we've we've accomplished all we want to accomplish in the space we're attacking right now. Sure. Makes sense. No, I, that's a good way to look at it. I feel like as scattered brained as I am. Uh, that's something I need to keep in mind just for my personal stuff. It's like, oh, I start doing something. I'm like, oh, what about over there? And what about yep. over there? And then it's just like, hey, finish what you got going here first, bud. Hundred percent. Yeah, we've got. Well, I mean, well, you'll see us. We're not as we look into 2023s, and it's weird to say it. We're in the middle of summer here, but right as we plan out for 2023, you'll continue to see us get deeper and deeper into the bass fishing world. There's, it's just such a great business and so many great people that if we continue to stay focused, continue to make relationships in the industry, honestly, continue to connect our, the local stores selling the product to the local, um, you know, organizations like what's behind you, you know, the ABA, your ABA plaques. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're part of that from a high mm-hmm. level. We're not yet really part of that from a local level. So you start to, you can just continue to focus on that space, just continue to kill it in that space. And then someday down the road, you know, we'll be, be looking to expand. Yeah, I like it. One other side note, uh, folks, we have been having a little bit of issues with Sean's connection. He's coming up just a little blurry, but it's uh, for those of you on iTunes, it doesn't matter. And I just told him uh, it's okay. No one's here to look at your face, Sean, so it'll be okay. <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh, it's all good. It's not It's not a horrible connection, but just wanted to make that clear that I am aware of that and uh, apologize for that, but it's just part of technology sometimes. Um. Sean, really, I wanted to get into a couple of things. I mean, it's something that we've talked about in the past. Uh, we talked a little bit about it on the X2 show announcing our partnership with Hunter. Um, but I really wanted to do a little bit of a breakdown more on the cost analysis for an individual interested. Um, when it comes down to it, X2 Power and in the marine world, right, has basically the blue top AGM and the lithium line. Mm-hmm. And in those situations, I want to be perfectly clear, these are both high-end batteries. These are yeah. not a uh, Walmart lead acid that you're going to try and change out every year, that kind of a thing. Um, I'm curious in your, it, just from a, I guess, let's do an overview between a lead acid and a blue top AGM, uh, where do you see customers fit right there? And and I mean, I, I think there's, I think that there's a space for lead acid still maybe for some people, but where, where do you kind of see that breakdown and, and the differences between first of all, those two? Um, so if we're starting from, we'll call it, I'll just use the word flooded. That's, that's the typical historical, uh, technology, whether it's a deep cycle or starting battery. Um, yeah, yeah it's interesting because there's in the space, there continues to be, um, honestly, just very, very little knowledge. Mm. And, you know, it's kind of like, here's what died, here's what I replace it with. So we're continuing to see a world where, you know, price aside, you know, not understanding that there's better options is is ultimately the challenge. And, you know, you see that, and we're, we're comparing these two, but you'll see that in the jump to, to lithium a little bit as we talk about it. You know, someone going, my, I'm changing my battery out every single year. It's crazy. I hate having battery issues or I try to squeeze out two years and I know by the end of the summer, if I'm not charging them like crazy that second year, yeah, I might have problems in the water to all the way to that investment. And they don't necessarily understand there's there's something in between that honestly has, if you kind of think of the life of it, in some ways could be cheaper, hmm. you know, cheaper to, you know, less or more cost effective to maintain, you know, more cost effective to, uh, you know, ensure that you're not spending other money on the water. Like, you know, I dealt with a customer that complained about getting towed twice during a summer on year two of flooded, a flooded deep or flooded starting battery in his, in this application. Mm-hmm. And there's expenses that you just, you, you got to watch out for. So to put like numbers in a perspective, you're absolutely right. You know, we're, we're not 
bashful about it. Our, our product is a premium product, but it's also premium, you know, premium experience, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, I was on a phone call with a, an individual, uh, actually today from near one of our stores in Chattanooga who runs a bass, uh, a bass association, Chattanooga Bass Association, we were talking about it. And, uh, you know, just not having the battery issues is the biggest investment you make. So yes. take 450 bucks for a blue top, 150 bucks for a, a standard flooded or $120 for a standard flooded mm -hmm. talking one year or four year. Right. So you start to go and you say, my warranty alone says at 450, I'm 110 bucks a year at 120, I'm 120 bucks a year. It's the same. It's just more upfront. Right? Yep. Yeah. The, the really cool part is it's a four year warranty is a four year warranty. The thing should last you six or seven years if you maintain it right. Mm -hmm. so and maintaining it right, meaning in the winter time, having it on a trip yeah. truck, you're everyone's small. In the winter time, or there's other times where, like, you know, where I'm in Wisconsin, so we always worry about the winter. If you're in, you know, Arizona or Texas, mm -hmm. you, know, you actually probably have to worry more about the heat of summer. You know, oh. and not having that thing sitting in a, you know, 250 degree shed or 200 degree shed. Sure. You know, sitting there baking. So you just got to maintain them right. Think about them is probably the biggest thing. No one thinks about them. <laughs> maintain them think about them and you know you can easily have a almost a payback based on warranty alone but a really good payback based on you know just a little care sure sure i like it i like it. i think there's a good message there um really when we get into the blue top and then the next level lithium i mean there's a price difference there of about double yep right when we get down to it and lithium is where the trend is right now, right? I mean, you see the vast majority of guys making that jump all the way up. If they've had, like you said, battery issues, if they have the funds to 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 dump into it, there, I people that I talk to anyway are viewing that in the same kind of thought process that you have in regards to I'm investing in this. It's got a longer term warranty. It's a battery that is going to last longer. Um, it's lighter. There's other advantages, but that is kind of the the mindset that some folks have. Now, granted, if you have your boat set up wrong, you still may have battery issues. So there's a lot that goes into just that. But um, I mean, where do you really see on that premium, premium battery, that lithium product? Um, where are you kind of differentiating your customer base from an AGM to a lithium standpoint? Or is it just preference to them? um that's a good question so I, I think it's it's preference to them meets mm -hmm. having a good conversation about it okay uh and yeah at our, our intro discussion we had with hunter and, and all of you guys we kind of talked a little bit about it but it's that that idea that um you may want it you may not need it <laughs> that's right? right and you know as you know, as you know, a batteries plus stores has always done. We do the same thing at car battery. Just because you came to us and you say you need a car battery, let's test your alternator because we don't want to sell you a car battery if it's your alternator. Mm -hmm. But the same thing can happen here. It's you know all, all day long. We'll absolutely the lithium batteries are a trend. We love it. Uh, we love having conversations about it. But at the same point, many people weirdly to me sometimes go, "I I'm here for lithium. I need lithium." And then I go, "What do you put in your boat?" And it's that Walmart flooded battery. Mm -hmm. Like talk about a financial jump. You expected hundred something dollars to nine hundred dollars battery. You're and you're that happens a ton, Sean. I mean, in my experience too. Like that is that is like people don't realize that there's that middle ground. But I see yeah. that all the time because it goes straight from boom to this giant expense. Yeah. So sometimes it's a yeah. I use that as the what the customer wants is sometimes different from what knowledge they have. Like they want that because they don't know that that other thing exists. Yeah. And that blue top's where we started. It's where we've had for a long time. Lithium is now in month three or four. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and having some great demand and some great conversations. Yeah, but there's room in the world for both. And customer ask meets conversation generates what they really need. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like that too. It's, you're not necessarily upselling to somebody. Um, just just because someone may be absolutely willing and ready to spend yeah. that. And if they don't really need it, and some some folks are going to take that as well, no, I want the lithium. Okay, that's fine. We got that too. Um, but for the folks that are that are a little bit more value conscious, um, as with the show business from the best boats, like we'll think about what you really really need and how much you're gaining. 
Um, obviously, there's a, there's a, a little bit more uh, of a life standpoint with lithium and then a lightness factor. And you really just got to come down to uh, each individual case and your budget. Yeah. And we got we to gotta talk about, I kind of said before a little bit of like, it's something you never think about. If it's working, you never think about it, right? It's just, you mm-hmm. go on the water and charge, we're good to go. You know, but as you kind of look to make that investment, you really got to think about like, what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Is it like, hey, I might be out on a lake where I'm not going to have access to a charger day two. And I want to make sure I got as much power as possible. <laughs> that might be a really unique thing to you. But that alone is probably worth it to say, I know day two is going to be just as good as day one. Mm-hmm. I better go invest in it. So it's it's definitely needs to be a, let's talk, you know, in this world, everything is catered. In the fishing world, everything's catered to you as an angler, right? Just because I am i don't get out nearly as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I don't want, still want the same rods and reels. And right. Put the money in right. there. You know, I know mm-hmm. darn well, I don't need the same stuff that you need or that some of our friends need, but I still want it. And now we're finally at a world where actually the battery world has that, where it never really had it before. I want that battery. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly, I, I think that that's a, a, an important topic to bring up just with tournament bass fishing in general. I think that there is a large population out there that um, that you, sh- you see it every time, right? You go to a club tournament and a guy's got a $120,000 boat with all his graphs on it and everything, yeah. right? And it's like, you know, all this in a $60,000 truck to win a $40 entry fee, you know, or it, it feels good. Right. And, and like, look, I'm, I'm to some extent guilty of this. I think all tournament anglers are, unless you're at that super high pro level, but that is the market too. I think about, uh, just tournament bass anglers in general. And like, there's some, there's some discretionary income at that. Like there, you don't, there wouldn't be hundred thousand dollar boats everywhere that you see in Texas and stuff if there wasn't. So in that case, like if you're going to spend that much on a boat, is it that much more to put brand new lithiums in it? No, it's not, not, not really. Not when it comes to when it, it's a very small percentage of how much money that you've put into that boat. Um, so I don't know that that's, I, I think that's a, an important thing to bring up with tournament bass fishing. There's still an absolute need. Uh, I think at that, uh, lower level, I mean, I have run a, ran a 2005 boat for the longest time until uh gotten this 2018 phoenix here recently but to that point i've always tried to look to to save costs a little bit here and there but like you said i also want the fancy rods and yeah. all that <laughs> so it's, you it's, know, when you talk about where we're focusing and you go back to your saltwater comment yeah the the fun part of just the fishing industry and the bass fishing industry in particular is that it's just it's so passion driven Mm. Right, that finance that calculation you just did, you have to win a whole lot of $40 checks to pay for the $120,000. <laughs> but that's not what you're there for. <laughs> you're there because you love doing it. And you just want to keep investing in what you have to, mm-hmm. you know, you want to be the best on the water on that lake, whether it's, you know, 12 boats on a Tuesday evening tournament or, you know, seven just or eight boats in a club, in a big club. That's you're you're dead on. That's that's uh I had a conversation on Oahu with a friend. I was making and I'm I'm so excited to watch the Elite Series events there because I know some of these guys are gonna break down a lot of the same areas that, that we were because we went to the same place of where the elites were for our state tournament. And on Oahu, I was making like a forty mile run, right? And it's like gas is not cheap right now. Nope. Like nope. that is that is and I, you know, in my head going into the event. I was like, man, you know, I'd like to find something close. And I did try to find something close, not only because gas is expensive, but, you know, uh, in this deal specifically, a, a top 10 is all you need to make the state team. There's no real difference in finishing first other than the pride of winning it. Um, so I ended up making uh, finishing seventh. But I can tell you, I found fish 40 miles away that were bigger and I caught them. And there was not a doubt in my mind that I was going to run there every day. <laughs> yep. Granted, the big waves, the the you know hundred dollar plus gas bill at least each day, uh, I was doing it because I wanted to win. You know, it's just it's just like you said, passion driven. Yep. And uh, some people may be like, "You're crazy for that," but it's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. You get in that you get in that mode, and that's the tournament fishing side. Yeah, absolutely. It's just uh, it's funny, but the X twos performed flawlessly, man. I was very impressed because it's the north right now. I mean, north for me anyway. Going into to North South Dakota on the border there of North Dakota, South Dakota, and uh, long days, mostly because 
um, you know, the sun is just up for so long this time of the year, especially there. And uh, I just felt like it was a disservice to get off the water early. Um, And you see everyone else staying out and then you're staying out. And next thing you know, you're like, man, I've been out here for 13 hours. (laughs) I time to get off and get charged. Uh, I'll throw a question your way about that tournament. You and I, uh, we mentioned a little bit on our initial call, but you and I had spent probably, I don't know, many, many phone calls back and forth on battery, battery power, battery life, the mm-hmm. benefits of each, uh, as you're, you know, as you're getting into your 2018, you're, yep. you have, what's your setup right now? Total batteries. Oh, batteries. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. running, I'm running three, uh, 31 AGM blue tops blue on my trolling yep. motor side. And then I figured let's just see and practice here. I went from another AGM, by the way, on my cranking battery to just a single uh, X2 Blue Top 31 AGM. And uh, I was concerned because I'm running, I, I'm running, <laughs> speaking of the X2 Power battery calculator, for folks, if you go to x2power.com, you can actually hit the menu and scroll down to accessories calculator and calculate your specific boat with everything. And we'll let Sean talk about that in a second. But, anyways, I was, I am running more graphs. Than you allow on your calculator. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> we can we'll update that for you. We'll there you go. Just get it to six. And it's not. It's not graphs. Sorry. I mean, I'm running four graphs. Yeah. I'm running uh, two Helix twelves, a Helix nine, and then a, a Garmin um, Ultra one hundred two, which is the 10, uh, 10 inch Garmin, and then Live Scope and three sixty. Yeah. So, and those were things I don't, I wasn't necessarily wanting all that on my boat, but that's what came with it when I found the deal. So anyways, that is, uh, that's what I'm running. So I'm running a ton and I was having issues previous to that with a single 31 group AGM battery that was not an X2 battery. And I didn't have any issues all week running live wells all day. Those Northern tournaments, uh, you know, or as we get hotter in this time of the year, I didn't, I didn't skimp on anything and uh, never had concern starting all on, all on one battery, all on one yeah. battery. Yeah. Right. So it's, isn't that amazing when you're, you have some of those, you know, it's like, this was always a problem too. There's no way this can solve the problem and go, Oh, it can. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you and I also had a, a you know, multiple long conversation about the four, the four batteries in the back of that boat and speed and you're running a 40 mile run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably did. You notice a whole different, whole lot of difference. I didn't notice a lot of difference. I did notice a little, but it could have been two prop set up on that lake. Yep. I also did. Uh, I also did um, day two of the event. It got windy, windy there, and yeah. so I ended up changing to a lower pitch prop to have more bite to be able to get on pad yep. quicker in those big waves. And, um, I can tell you this, Sean, and first of all, the, the Phoenix 721 is a fast freaking boat, but, uh, I beat everyone in that, that, that was headed that way. <laughs> I was boat 13. I passed a bass cat. That was boat number two, which are very fast boats. And I still, uh, I still, I still hold, hauled, hauled, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't go slow places. So we had, we had so much conversation on it and therein lies some of that. You know, when you say someone wants to comes in and says, I want lithium and they'll, they'll always be like this, this thing that's stuck in someone's mind. That's like, because of this, mm-hmm. and until you have the whole conversation, you know, or until you go, you know, I, I want to get you, but for the right reason, because it's not, you're not going to see that much of a drop off or, you know, Hunter Sherry, yeah. went like 1.2 miles per hour, whatever the number was faster after faster, he did that. Yeah. So some of those, like. Uh, the reasons to do invest in something, let's make sure it's the right reasons is kind of the big key in this whole world. Mm-hmm. It's cool that, you know, you're sitting out yeah. there, you're, you're burning by people. You have all that, all that on one battery and you're not having problems. It's I'm impressed, man. Yourself. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. It was, uh, it was impressive and you were right, man. Like I, uh, I, uh, I definitely, yeah, we had a lot of conversations about that. And I do think that there's still some validness there. And mm-hmm. for folks who set their boat up correctly, who are really good with adjusting their jack plate yeah. and that kind of a thing, you probably will gain that speed. I mean, it's just weight in general, but, uh, it's not as significant as I had expected it to be. Yeah, absolutely. So well, no, I'm glad you had the experience. I threw that question out there. Not, not even knowing what your answer was. Yeah. Be. You're like, Hey, Hopefully what are you going to say right here? <laughs> no, but that's uh, no, it was, it was a great experience and, um, I'm, I'm happy with them. So, um, let's go a little bit into really the, the 
second half of this show, I wanted to talk about, as as we've discussed here now, we've talked about our differences. Lithium is the future. Um, I think that's where everything's going. I think you're going to see more and more boats go that way, maybe even out of the factory rather than, you know, it might be an upgrade cost to someone buying a new boat, but I think you're going to see folks kind of push in more for that lithium. I mean, with that, like everything, you think of HDTVs and flat screens, how they were really expensive in the beginning, and then they started to come down in price. I just wanted to get your thoughts of a of a big picture perspective of lithium and how everything's going that way. Where do you kind of expect? And you don't have a crystal ball, I understand that. Yeah, but like, where do you expect? I don't have a, don't have a crystal ball, but I'll give a I'll give some thoughts. Um, <laughs> okay. Enough. Yeah, it's really hard to predict the future right now in today's world. Right, we're all dealing with you know that hundred twenty thousand dollar bass boat was a hundred thousand dollars you know three years ago maybe with all the inflation we got going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lithium is not you know, is not free of that, you know, the actual cost of the raw material, because it's just, it's everywhere. I mean, if you think about, we're talking about a bass boat that it was never, ever thought of years ago to electric vehicles with an entire bank of them underneath, you know, your seat to every kid, every one of my kids, RC toys and and whatnot is all little lithium packs. So the The phone battery, right? Too. Was it? Isn't phone, aren't phone batteries? Every, phone, batteries? every phone battery, every laptop battery. Wow. You know, there's not a whole lot of battery technology out there these days that isn't going to be lithium. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're right now we're researching and making sure we're all square on the future of literally riding lawnmowers, you know, are going lithium or push lawnmowers are going lithium. So I say all that in a world of like, when there's a ton of demand for a raw material mm-hmm. that, is there's plenty of it available, but it's not the world's easiest thing to get to. Mm-hmm. You could have, you know, I, yeah, I, I say that in a way of there may not be as fast of a decline as we think there will be. Price-wise, you're saying. Price-wise, in yeah. that case. You know, unless for some reason, you know, a new chemistry is is born and, you know, and all the electric vehicles start to transition to that. Um, <laughs> Hydro. Yeah, yeah, something like that, right? It's going to yeah. have to take something like that, but it's... uh it's, it's going to continue to be an investment, but the really good news is that it's not an investment. That's not worth it. That doesn't get you your payback. I mean, even just, if I could have a battery in my boat for 10 years, like that's mind blowing a little bit, you know, when you think about how many times you change out batteries, that's, that's the reality of it in the right application. So yeah, I don't really think it's going to be coming down too much. Uh, more competition will always bring, bring down more aggressive price points. Yeah. Um, the more people buy into it, yeah, you know, the more volume is out there, the efficiencies can be gained. So I think we'll see, um, you know, some steps down once kind of we're done with the world of inflation. Sure. Uh, but nothing that would say, you know, I better wait. Yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, there's, we're kind of in a world yeah, of boats right now that if you can wait a couple of years and everyone wants to dump their boats that aren't using them, you know, after COVID's all, well, it's kind of all, you know, whatever you say with, with, with that, mm-hmm. that people are getting, getting, looking at their things that are sitting in garages for two years, that's going to come down eventually. I don't think it's going to be like that for lithium batteries. If you want to make the investment, let's make it. And not, you're not going to have buyer's remorse that way. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. And and this is, uh, I mean, I'm curious too. I don't think I've ever had a um, lithium or even, a, even like an AGM battery in my truck at all. It's always been just a, a lead acid, I think anyways, uh, um, when I, get the truck and then if i've changed the battery which i haven't changed on my ford currently but my previous truck like i had always just changed to the next cheapest battery our car battery is now going that way too so uh they are or not so there's there are some lithium car batteries but it's incredibly you want to talk user like application specific i mean this is like guys racing their vehicles that want to drop 20 pounds off there you of go. vehicle type of deal. <laughs> um, wow. You know, in terms of are they coming off the road with them, they're coming up, you know, the, the brand new F-150 Lightning is, sure. she has a whole bank of lithium because it's a completely different design. There is no starting battery in there. Right. Um, but when it comes to AGM, like my, I've got a 2015 F-150, you mm-hmm. actually can no longer, most people don't know this, but you can no longer put um, the old technology in these because they, they draw so much kind of auxiliary power. You know, when uh, you turn off the car and you're still running ACs and televisions for the kids and radio, you you actually have to put an AGM for it to meet the requirements. 
So maybe that's so, so I've got I've got a 2016 F-150. So it's probably you're, you're sitting with an AGM in there. You don't know it, but you have an AGM. So when you change it out, an X2 AGM will be perfect. Sure. There we go. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's interesting. And and uh, I mean, what about just a, another kind of uh, market in general? But like boats that don't necessarily need the graph power and have to have a big battery. But like, I mean, a pontoon boat or a wake boarding boat or jet skis, all that kind of stuff. I mean, is that still all, is that kind of working its way in? Do you feel like, will it eventually go to lithium or do you think that they'll always kind of be lesser? Um, you know, the, the crazy pontoon boats that have a ton of belt. I mean, some of these pontoon boats that are now sound systems, they don't need to worry about weight or anything like that. They might just want to have the power. Um, uh-huh. you know, I'd say most of those applications, they're going to be way, way impressed with the blue top and there's no reason to go to lithium. Same thing with the jet ski. You're, you're not, you have no real power demands unless your answer is, I just want the darn thing to work for 10 years. Right. You know, that might be the reason you do it. Um, but there's, you know, as you look at some of those, you know, you get the wakeboard boats. If you start to go look at what's being run on those things, there's a lot of power demands. Now, again, they don't care about weight. They're actually bringing water into the ballast and whatnot. They're bringing weight in. So the, you know, a lot of those applications outside of, I just want it to last forever and not worry about it, will mm-hmm. probably say those boats lean AGM for a long, long time. Gotcha. You gotcha. also have to be like the, you know, like you as an angler, you just have this special power need that is way above and beyond the casual boater on the water. Yeah. And that's why this is here. Gotcha. And, and, uh, Another just the big thing too, when you have those 14 hour practice days and you need to charge relatively quickly, um, whatever kind of charging system you have is important for this. But I believe you can put all the power you, you could ever want to a lithium. I mean, you could crank it when it comes to charging and that's the same way, if I'm not mistaken with the blue top AGM. It is actually. You yeah, I had, a, I had a conversation with a guy that went off with one of our franchisees that was working with a local uh, boat reading company. And, you know, he was kind of going, all right, you know, I want to sell the lithium because I need to have a, I want to charge as fast as possible. 100 amp hour battery is 50% done. I want it in two and a half hours to be great. Mm-hmm. Blue tops can handle the exact, almost the, the same amount of load. You know, you can't go, no chargers out there are really 20, you know, above 25 amps, you know, mm-hmm. per line. And both batteries can handle it equally. And that's if you half drain a blue top and you're, you know, it's two hours to full charge, it's pretty darn quick. It's not, it's no longer the days where you're like running three amp chargers on a, uh-huh. on a flooded battery and you did your 14 hours and wake up early the next morning hoping you got 100% charge. Yeah. As, as long as you put as much time, thought, and energy into the charger in your boat as you do the battery in your boat, you're fine. Mm. But no, if, if batteries are, are uh, something no one thinks about, the charger sometimes is even worse. And I agree. So many conversations where someone says, will my charger work with this battery? You're buying a bank of 331s for a trolling motor for 20-something hundred dollars. Go buy the right $300 charger. Right. But don't don't go sit on something, eight, eight-year-old charger and cross your fingers that works. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and, uh, I mean, quick tip for anybody out there, if your current setup and, and say you say you've got an older boat and you are looking to upgrade to a blue top AGM, for instance, on your cranking side of things, um, and you have that battery in there and you do have an old charge in your boat currently, but you're maybe having those long practice days, something that I've done in the past, uh, before having a quality charger in there is just buying an additional battery charger and uh and connecting that too so now i'm running two banks to that same battery and instead of having you know if it's an old three amp charger or five amp whatever it may be now i have an additional i think that the one i have is a rapid charge or whatever but it's it's putting 15 amp hours to it so i can just rip it charging it quicker and not worry about damaging the battery which was the the concern in the past right yeah 100 yeah Put what you can on the thing. It's going to take it. Yeah. Awesome. And and I'm curious too, Sean, I know that you have gone out to say uh, you don't ever recommend your cranking battery being lithium, right? As far as your your 
big motor cranking battery. And I'm, I'm just curious to get a little bit more into your thoughts there. If you see that being a future thing, I know there are folks that are currently doing that. There are, there are brands that are pulling, uh, that are uh, a couple of our competitors that are introducing that to the market. Um, the technology is, is get is getting there. I know there's, there's horror stories from talking to folks at the various shows we've been to where, you know, brand X says they're, you know, their outboard is not under warranty. If you put it on a lithium battery, um, you know, that tech, the technology continues to evolve so fast. And, uh, you know, is there a space for it? Yes. Um, I guess my biggest thing is I'm not sure you get the benefit you think you get okay. from it for the investment, right? My, that blue top that you put on your, your, to start your motor is going to be in there for six years. Yeah. It's, it's not, and you're not going to ever have, your motor's not going to die on you or not crank. So it's reliable. It's there. But the main, the only reason it lives is to run your drafts and, you know, start your motor. And if it can continue to do that, it's not worth having lithium try to try to draw that much power that quickly. Sure. Um, but now the technology is there. Technology is getting there. We literally had a roadmap discussion of the next things that are coming up on the, the X2 power line mm. uh, three weeks ago. Nice. And that topic got brought up and I basically said to me, there are three or four other SKUs that we're looking at bringing in that are far more important, prioritize mm -hmm. those. And we'll bring that down the road gotcha. just because you have to put the hat on and go, what does a consumer really need? What does a customer, what does an a angler really need first before I go after that? So probably a long winded way of saying it's going to be here. It's, it is here in, in many, many brands that are out there. Yeah. We're just going to take our time with it because I know it's a much bigger win to put those batteries on your trolling motor than sure. it is on your engine. Absolutely. Well, and, and I know for a while there, and I've heard kind of some of that has changed and some hasn't, but for a while it was breaking the warranty on your yep. motor as far as the, you know, and, and I don't know, is that just because it would cause damage when you'd start it or something or, or. Yeah, you know what? I, I honestly don't know the exact reason why they did it. I, but I would, I would, uh, kind of guess to say it was a little bit about there's a lot of new product that's entered the market in this space and there's a lot of innovation happening a lot of new brands in the space which is amazing and yeah. uh, but at that same point they probably don't know which brand of it you're going to put on there because not all of it's going to be created equal if sure. you will in the space so i think that was probably more of it than anything okay um and and like you said some of that's already there's already kind of rumors that some of that's changing and that's because there's, you know, building a little bit more consistency in the market. Sure. A little bit of trust with all the brands. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. Okay. I mean, who knows? We may even see a day where that changes, but they say only if you're running brand A, B, C, and D. Right. Yeah. And you can't be, you know, buying something on whatever website that no Bobby or yeah. <laughs> everyone else's, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and I, and, and I sounds like a forward facing discussion or, or not, not like forward facing sonar, but the way you guys were discussing, uh, the future, did you guys have any discussions, uh, about electric outboards in the future? I'm curious. So, is, um, I'd say we were watching, we watch it all closely. You know, there was an okay. announcement, um, like Mark just did an announcement on a, a prototype that's out there. Uh, that they're looking at doing there there's going to be lithium powered outboards it's kind of uh, you know it looks like it'll probably start with some of those you know think of smaller portable you know outboards or, on the back yeah right? like the, the one i was looking at um some articles i was just looking at recently you know it looks like it's yeah but someone's going to go throw it on a john boat or you know, rent a boat and toss it on the back as a, you know, as a emergency one. I don't know what it would be, but it's, it looks like it's going to start low, big, low horsepower, low Watts sure. and grow. But I, I don't see a reason why the future wouldn't go that way. I mean, it, it's just for pure, even if there's an environmental aspect to it. Yeah. Right? Everyone's, everyone started a motor and looked at the the top of the water and especially yeah, you, see, you see a little bit of, <laughs> of leakage of, of gas or whatnot on it. You know, now you yeah. don't have to worry about some of that stuff. So I'm sure it's coming. Um, and I'm sure you're, we'll see a day just like the electric vehicles gaining momentum where, you know, you'll be able to go buy a bass boat that's got a bank of lithium, you know, power in your outboard. Who knows? That's it's, crazy. it's all moving. The world's moving so fast. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you could say it'll never happen. I mean, it's the same, it's the same thought process for me anyways, when it gets to the bigger boats of, of, 
range and issues of of travel i mean making a 40 mile run at yeah. 70 plus miles an hour may be difficult with with something like that right now but the technology is getting better and better we're seeing that with vehicles um i think the best application like you're saying i mean i think of like the the small boats in uh Canada pike and walleye trips, those kinds of things where there's just, you know, you just see 30 boats lined up, a little yeah. aluminum boats, and they all have a little tiller motor on them. And everyone's sitting there pole stringing, and it's just a pain in the butt to get them started. And you have all this stuff to maintain. And imagine just if you were running one of those those camps or those guide services where you just you just plug them all in at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And good to go. Or even a world where like you pop open the back of it, you pull out a battery pack, like my ego charge or ego sure because it'd be small enough yeah and you're ready to go so there's definitely going to be innovation in that space and it's gonna it's gonna come now your your 40 mile run that's a tough one right there is even when even in the with people driving teslas there's kind of that charge anxiety you know if i make that x Mm -hmm. mile run am i gonna make it all the way there or do i have to stop at a charging station what if i miss that charging station is there a charge there's not gonna be a charging station in the middle of the water no right so yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. That's a good, you're saying there's not going to be just because of the dangers of charging it on the uh, water. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's no just like yeah you know, the charging station you pull your car up to when you're at the I grocery see. store. You know, yeah, you're not going to have a floating dock somewhere out in the middle of that water on your 40 mile run. <laughs> yeah, where you sit for a half hour and charge it. Right. So it's going to be. It's probably uh, you know for different applications that'll take on you know take off faster than others. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Funny story about charging or a, a gas station on that giant Lake Oahe. I think it's 230 miles long. There are two, I believe two on the water marinas on that entire okay. thing. So like the elites and, and it's just like, and you can't obviously in, in bass fishing tournaments, you can't attach an additional fuel tank. It has to be your stock fuel tank on the yeah. boat. And the elites make plenty runs further than what I did there. But like just thinking through it, like a place like that, it's even hard to get that much, uh, distance just because there's no, there's nowhere to stop and get fuel. I mean, you are, you can't stash fuel. It's just, uh, I can't imagine something like that with an electric outboard, but if the range will just future will be the future for sure. Yep. Well, I, I mean, just think about it. Your, your average boater is just going out on, on a 600 acre lake. Like you're saying, I mean, there's no, there's no concern. Yeah. I mean, your wakeboarding boats, all that stuff. Yeah, if I if I run out of gas on a on a six hundred acre lake, I throw the trolling motor in. I'm I'm fine. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you'll make Not it. Not a forty mile run. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Sean, um, I think we wrap things up here. Um, and I know the previous time uh, that you were on business from the bass boat before I had merged with Serious Angler Network, we had talked about uh, some of your personal best fishing yeah. fishing stuff. Has any of that changed or? So I, I think I, if I remember way back when to, this, like over a year ago, we talked first before we even you know joined on with, with total with the whole group. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I admitted that I am I have fallen in love with the space. I've always loved love fishing, but yeah, you know, I was more yeah hope you catch what you catch type of guy, and lots of night crawlers on hooks, and have completely changed. You know, my wife had to be sitting in a boat all Saturday, two Saturdays ago, throwing a wacky, wacky rig because I Let's wasn't going to sit there and do bobber fishing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's changed. Um, you know, my PB for a, for a largemouth is not impressive. I'm going to work this year to make it impressive. Um, you know, I like it. The, as I said, it really hasn't taken that much time to even weigh. So, you know, a measly three, six, you know, there. Yep. So I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> is there i'm curious are there any largemouth in that in that 600 acre lake with all the yeah. reeds in it or is uh, that- i've caught a couple okay There's like 12 inch dangers it's gotcha. it's nothing it's nothing big well um, being north to be honest with you it's hard to i mean there's just not that many giant large i mean a real, they're, they're not growing all year right yeah they're yeah. not growing all year so i, I know I'm, i've i need to head south i, I want to go hit go hit a Chickamauga or something like that and, and really go. start to find out what, what, you know, largemouth really are. Uh, Tell you what, here, if, you, if you ever, if you ever uh, visit any of the um, uh, sponsors or, or even the, the stores down in Arizona, that kind of an area, man, there's an impressive amount of like five to 10 pounders, five to 13 pounders down there. There's just I a think, lot of, I think by the, by the next time we talk, I better be able to at least say, say my P 
PBs over five and a large mouth. It's pretty. I pretty like it. Uh, my my smallmouth PB also got uh, completely redone. Head up with your guys Andrew and Bailey out yeah. on Erie, and uh, told them what my previous was, and they said we're gonna we're gonna outdo it today. And the very first smallmouth we brought in is now my my PB. No way! First first fish. Five twelve. We weren't able to pull a six pounder in, but the very first fish and many, many more that day that were in that, you know, five and a half, north of five and a half neighborhood. Uh-huh. So I can at least say that, you know, I've made some advancements there. Um, that's yeah, that's six, awesome. six pounders what I'm searching for there. I mean, I'm in the same boat, Sean. I, uh, so, and I, mine was in point, I didn't have it in ounces, but it would have been real close to that. So my biggest was on the St. Lawrence. I had a 5.83 smallmouth, and then on a Wahee in practice, of course, a couple of weeks ago, I caught a five, seven, six, which was just a brute too. Yeah. And I've just, I'm, my goal is that six pound mark. I haven't, I've gotten a lot of that mid to high five range, which are just incredible fish. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying that that's not a really big <laughs> one, but I, I want to break that six. I agree. That's like, in my opinion, that six is like a 10 large mouth. That, that's what I thought was going to happen. Last week I had, when I was up North, I had all the thoughts in the world of pulling a, pulling a six out of there and uh-huh. it couldn't, I've never had a week up there where it's been harder. Yeah, just dealing with post post spawn up there, and I, we didn't pull anything north of four. As crazy as it is, we're always usually yeah. just south of five. But someday, that someday well, that, that mid sixties, like you're talking, man. I mean, they're either they're either bedding or just you know just finishing up. And like you said, that post spawn funk is uh, it can be tough. Was, there's no doubt. It was real. It was real. Yeah. And, and all the fish I caught all week were the there was randoms. It was random. There was no pattern. I could go. All right, now I see that. I mean, go find that part of the lake. You know, it's only 600 acres, so you know every little nook and cranny, and still couldn't really land it consistently. But six pounders by the end of the year, we'll see. I like it. I like it, man. All right, well, folks, if you have any questions and want to do some of your own research, I would recommend looking on the X2 Power Battery website. The calculator is an awesome tool to plug in your electronics on what you really need to run that stuff. Um, and uh sean i think with that man we'll wrap things up i think uh this is so happy fourth of july everyone that's actually when this will go out is on the fourth we're recording a couple of days prior to that um but hope you have a safe weekend have a fun weekend with the family and uh i'm sure we'll connect again and i hope the next time you're on like you said you got a six plus small mouth and at least a five plus large mouth i like it all right man take it easy have a great one all right man we'll see you later well that was an awesome show hope you guys enjoyed it if you can and your app allows it please leave us a rating and review it really helps us get seen more which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys so hope you enjoyed it and if you did and you liked some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners. All of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners, where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.